Welcome to The Mess, 150 years of Cape Breton Highlander tradition. I am your host, Major Jason Doyle. It has been a pleasure reflecting the last 150 years of the Cape Breton Highlanders. Now, all that's left to do is ask, what will the next 150 years look like? Well, I asked some of my comrades and heard a wide range of answers, from carrying on our traditions to space cadets of the future. Yeah, we've been around for 150. We'll be around for 150 more. The guys may be wearing space helmets and ray guns, but yeah, we're going to be here. Who knows what the future will hold? It's a, a lot of pride being part of it. I think there's a great respect for the unit, for military people, and to veterans. This is retired Captain Jim Ferguson from Glace Bay, whose over 40-year career as an officer with the unit led him from private to senior NCO to officer. I remember several years ago when we used to have the pictures of all the COs of the unit going back to 1871 and right up to, I think this at the time was 2010 or something like that. It was like, a, you know, 140 years. And I was going through all the COs and said, yeah, worked under him, him, him. But I knew him and him. And, and geez, I, there was about 20 of them. You know, 140 years, I knew almost 20 COs. I always tell the story of, uh, you know you're getting to be old in the unit when you start walking by the museum and all the photos, and then at first you're never in them. And then you remember the parade, but you might not be in the photo. But it's when you're in the photo saying, okay, now I'm starting to get old. I, I've been there too many times. I used to see young people coming in, very shy people coming into the unit. And by the time they leave or get posted or leave altogether, you, you see a big difference in them. You know, their whole, their personality has changed, their outlook on life, they're energetic, confident. Whereas when they first came in the unit, they had lacked a lot of assets that I think they're leaving with. I think there's challenges right now for not just the Cape Breton Highlanders, but for every reserve unit in the country. And I hate to think what could happen, but some of the larger units may take over. Smaller units that aren't able to really survive. It happens in the corporate world. Smaller companies are getting eaten up by the bigger ones. Big is supposed to be better, and it's a fiscal thing. I'm worried about what the future may hold. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the unit stays just the way it is for the next 150 years and are able to grow, attract young people, because I think it's a great career. I had some great time as a sergeant. I was a sergeant for, well, including the time, I think on the supplementary reserve list, 16 years or so, I had some great, great memories. Uh, you know, being a section commander, a platoon warrant, you know, working with the soldiers in the trenches. And then as officers, a lot of things are rewarding. I, I think one of the things in becoming an officer, I remember somebody, one of the, senior officers told me one time is, as a senior NCO, you're taking your orders and commands from somebody else and, and doing their wishes. And But as an officer, you get to do up those training plans and start promoting the things that you think are important in the training and get to work with. You're certainly right there. It was a way to get my own ideas working on paper and hopefully develop into training. It's such a rewarding career. When we were joining the unit, it was basically to make money. And 
the money wasn't great at all. It was actually terrible, but you were there because you enjoyed being there. And then later on, the money and the benefits started coming. I just can't understand why we are having a recruitment problem. There's so much opportunity out there to help with their college education, medical benefits, you know, a pension plan. My gosh. And I talk about it all the time. I encourage, you know, anytime I'm talking to somebody of recruiting age, I talk to them about joining the reserves. And you may end up making a career of it in the reg force. We do teach straight from, if you don't know how to play, that's okay, we teach you. If you've had previous experience with piping, that's even better. Or even drumming, because right now, one of our drumming students we have, he knows how to play drums, but he knows how to play like concert band drum, which is a complete different style than how we play. So he's in the process now of trying to learn the style, but he's getting paid to learn as opposed to having to go out and pay for his own lessons. That's a huge bonus when you don't have to pay for instruction. When instruction can be, depending on your level, it can get pretty expensive just for an hour long or half hour lesson. And the instrument purchase, that's a big thing. The military takes care of all of that. I have an old, old set of bagpipes, like I have mentioned before. I don't like playing them in the rain. I don't like playing them when it's too hot or humid. I need it to be a perfect day out if I want to play them. And the military doesn't work like that. If the military has something scheduled for that day and they need you to play, well, you have to play. So the military provides you with an instrument and they provide you with everything you need for that instrument to work. So for our drums, we have all brand new drumming equipment with the Cape Breton Highlanders, and we're working on updating the rest of our bagpipes. And we have basically top quality, everything that you could imagine you need. We have reeds, we have chanters, and the bagpipes we're now getting are an incredible instrument straight from Scotland. Where do you see the unit in the next 150 years? hopefully still going strong and maintaining our Highland traditions. As an infantry unit from Cape Breton, Cape Breton is one of the last real strongholds in Canada for these Highland traditions, for Gaelic language, for Gaelic music. So hopefully in 150 years, we'll have our advancements in technology and our equipment that the military uses, but hopefully we still have our strong Highland traditions. I would hope things would be much the same. There will be a need for military people and there will be a need for soldiers. I don't see Canada be able to afford to have a professional army to look after security interests of the nation. So I see a reserve army always being required. This area, Cape Breton, as you probably know, Jason, when the bells rang for soldiers for World War I, uh, people in Cape Breton were there. And same thing in World War II. The population of Cape Breton responded and served and provided many, many people. Even domestic things, like we look at the you know hurricanes and the uh, ice storms and stuff like that. Every time that happened, our unit just went yeah. and everyone went. Yeah. There's a story there. Uh, anyway, we responded to the ice storm and we sent our guys, got them ready quick time. You might've been a part of that, I don't know. But anyway, we sent about 33, 35 folks. They ended up going to Hawkesbury, just on the border of Ontario and Quebec. 
So anyway, we got a call from our former adjutant, Kevin Cameron, and he talked to me directly. He said, where the hell are your guys? I said, what do you mean? He said, General Hillier, is, he's hit the roof. He said, don't know where you guys are. Where are they? Got a phone call from Rob Kennedy, who was there earlier. And I said, you know, where are you, Kevin? He said, not too far from Hawkesbury. Our guys were. I said, well, our guys are presently in Hawkesbury. He said, you better go down and have a look. <laughs> they thought you were in the Victoria Park drill hall when you were actually right in situ in Quebec. Next 150 years, I would say Cape Breton Highlanders will no longer be Cape Breton Highlanders. They'll be known as the Canadian Space Scouts. <laughs> Hard to wear a kilt in space, that's for sure. We've done so well over the years in providing for conflicts throughout the world that certainly a worthwhile project to get keep involved in that military aspect of things. Based on uh, past history, I think we were just where we are today. I don't think there'd be much change two of the Army Reserves. Actually, I think we're probably more important now than we ever were in the past. Our training is much better, much more in encompassing, and we get a chance to uh, train with regular Army people. So I think we will still here in the years to come. I think for me, the idea that the Cape Breton Highlanders have survived a number of world wars, a number of conflicts, and a number of changes within the, the military construct, and still are as vital to the area that we serve, i.e. Cape Breton, tells me that we are part of something that is very special and very unique within the island. And I think the 150th anniversary is providing us an opportunity to remind Cape Bretoners of what their men and women of their island have done throughout the last 150 years and remind them what we're still doing today. In my case, the things that I brought with me from the military was the organizational skills. The idea of nothing is out of line. If you say, oh my God, I can't get this done. There's no such words as can't. You obviously have to do it is look at it from a different perspective. Get your head together, take the time to get organized, and it's amazing what you can accomplish. And I think that's one of the biggest things, and I stress that to the people that I managed to have an opportunity to kind of mentor, even in the Public Service of Canada, the idea of getting things done, not accepting no for an answer. And also, of course, the biggest thing too, when you're in the military, discipline is a factor. It provides you with that ability to organize people and get the most of them, particularly at bad times. In 150 years, one of the things, first I'll say, I hope that we continue to maintain our involvement with the community, with the province, with the country in support, whether it be through, heaven forbid, climate change being what it is, you never know, there might be more hurricanes, more storms. I hope that we never have to do the remembrance things. I have no problem giving all my time, if necessary, to the betterment of the country, 
but I hope that we never, ever, ever have to say, I'm sorry, dear, we're being shipped out. Don't even want to think about that for the next 150 years. The Army is going to change. I know that there's already a move afoot for Army 2025, and I think that the structure of the Army is going to change. And this is not something that is new. It happened in 1954 with the Kennedy Report, which created the 2nd Battalion Nova Scotia Highlanders, Cape Breton, through the amalgamation of the North Nova Scotia Highlanders, the Pictou Highlanders, and the Cape Breton Highlanders. What I would like to see, and I'll again kind of mirror you, Dad, that we continue to serve the community that we're in, we continue to produce well-trained, well-equipped, and dedicated soldiers, uh, again, to the community that we serve, but also in support of the Canadian military and the Canadian government, if indeed they call. And I would like to see our hat badge and the community remember that we are here. We still hear all too often that we didn't realize there are military units here in Kibrat. The garrison is in a relatively well-traveled piece of town. I don't know if everybody realizes that it is a garrison, but there are many people that don't know that we are here. And I say that somewhat from a recruiting end of things, but I also, uh, I wanna make sure that the community realizes that they have men and women that are willing to put on boots and a uniform in service of their community, of their province and their country. I think that the Army taught me flexibility as we use the term max flex, right? We are involved in 150th celebration. And in a way, we're gonna look back on this and say, oh, well, we only had a pandemic, DND closing off properties, no in-person meetings for a year and a half, but we're gonna pull it off and it's gonna work. And that's maximum flexibility. That covers up the glitches that occur in life and always will. What do you think the role of the association is now and going forward? We have a dual role. I'm not sure which one takes priority. I like to think of them as equally dual. One is to support the regiment and the other is to maintain the legacy of the Cape Breton Highlanders. I think if you take a look at this unit, particularly what it has gone through since Vimy Ridge, anybody who is serving in the unit or anybody who is interested, it's worthwhile reading from a book called Nova Scotia's Part in the Great War, which was uh, written in 1920 by people who had been there. If you read about the 85th Battalion capturing the ground of strategic and tactical importance on Vimy Ridge by two companies of the 85th Battalion, Nova Scotia Highlanders, one company from Cape Breton and commanded by Captain William Anderson from Big Bedeck, it's well worth the read. Even the name change, I like to think it was a great honor to have a piece of that action along with several other Cape Bretoners, even a couple of off-island folks who certainly appreciated the unit also, and they were a big help. One of the things about the infantry in general and Highlanders in particular 
is their ability to adapt and overcome. And that's often referred to when it comes to boots on the ground type soldiers, infantry or, or other combat arms trades, people who are there doing the job, they adapt and overcome. And I think that the Cape Breton Highlanders will adapt and overcome to changes that are made in Canada's defense policy. For many years, members of the Highlanders were sent off to missions, peacekeeping missions, back when we had people in Cyprus. Then they went to Bosnia, they went to different places, too numerous to mention. And they're still doing those things today. And like I said, we did serve with distinction in the last war that we fought in Afghanistan. No matter what the outcome, the Cape Breton Highlanders will look at any new equipment that comes along, they will adopt it, they will adapt to it, and then they will make it perform better than it probably was meant to. Cape Breton Highlanders will still be boots on the ground, adapting and overcoming the situation with great pride in the hat badge that we wear as the Cape Breton Highlanders. The history of the CBH is very important and the work of the legacy is carried on by the Cape Breton Highlanders Association. This is Alec Morrison from North Sydney. Alec has been a part of the Cape Breton Highlanders since his early school days. Having joined the Cape Breton Highlanders cadets, he grew up to be an instructor with them. He later enlisted with the reserves and then moved on to join the regular force army as an officer. The legacy of the Cape Breton Highlanders is in the history of the accomplishments of what the soldiers in the reserve unit have done. And I'm not sure that the entire Cape Breton public is as aware of the legacy as they should be. One very physical reminder is the Cape Breton Highlanders Memorial on King's Road. It was put there by the association by very hard work on the part of Sharky McDonald and Bill Metcalf, who guided the association and has been kept up by Jerry McNeil, who first planted those red and gold flowers and who I think still looks after them. And everybody who drives past King's Road, I hope, takes a look. But to return to the matter of legacy, I think we have to enhance our efforts to ensure that that proud history of a Cape Breton Highland Army Regiment is maintained and well-known. I would like to think that recruiting throughout the island will be good. I would like to think that because of the legacy of the CBH that's been passed down, uh, that more young men and women from Cape Breton will join the unit. I know that every soldier of that unit will be available to serve when needed in peacekeeping, at home, both for national emergencies and for international military purposes. So I see the Cape Breton Highlanders continuing. However, we have to be vigilant that others in the military hierarchy keep the unit together. And there must be a unified civilian, public, and governmental approach 
that is made regularly to senior military officials and that emphasize the importance of the Cape Breton Highlanders and its historical significant contribution and its continuing contribution to the life that we enjoy in Canada today. I want to acknowledge the continuing service of people who are in the unit today and who have been in it in years gone by. I praise those who have helped Cape Breton Highlanders Cadet Corps, and I praise those who are active in the association and who seek continually to ensure that as many people as possible in Cape Breton recognize and appreciate and want to preserve the legacy of all of those folks who have gone before us over the last 150 years. You have been listening to The Mess, commemorating 150 years of Cape Breton Highlanders tradition. To continue participating in our 150th anniversary celebrations, check out shapingofcanada.ca. To learn how you can become a Highlander and join us at The Mess, visit our page on the Canadian Forces website or join us on Facebook at the Cape Breton Highlanders Association page.